welcome to How We Got Here. I'm your host, Stephen Vargas, and this show focuses on news stories of the day, month, or millennia, and tries to give it context. Why? Because nothing happens in a vacuum. Happy Saturday, everyone. Want to thank you all for tuning in to this week's edition of How We Got Here. Just a reminder, if you're listening to the show weekly and are listening on Apple Podcasts, please drop us a five-star review. This allows more people to see us, and since this show is still relatively new, uh, all of that helps. Believe me, it does. Uh, secondly, my other show, the Gen Xer Podcast, uh, returned uh, this week, and will mark the return of a new slate of episodes. So if you haven't checked that one out yet, please do. Season one and the first couple of episodes of season two are currently available. And lastly, I took last week off, which was a last minute decision. It was, I was writing an episode when I realized that it would have been better fit for the Gen Xer pod. So this week's episode of the Gen Xer was supposed to be last week's episode of this one. So I just got really into the weeds and it was going a bit longer. So I opted that it would fit better for that show. Since this show is a little more of a stream of consciousness, shorter episode, that one ended up turning into a longer one. So there you go. Uh, I hope you guys understand. And uh, with all that out of the way, let's get on with the show. The United States used to be a nation of optimism. You can do anything. The land of opportunity. Some have pinpointed the demise of that optimism during the 70s. Richard Nixon, Vietnam, Watergate, then the Ford and Carter administration. Then optimism returned in 1980 with the election of Ronald Reagan. He offered to bring back hope to the country, and he did, which led to one of the biggest landslide re-election victories of, of the ages. As the new age, new century arose, optimism turned to pragmatism. 9-11, both wars in the Middle East, the financial collapse of 2008. Many people just kind of gave up on their elected leaders. They were all crooks. What's the point in voting? It's rigged anyway. One of the biggest issues with politics is that it's so boring. Both sides talk about the same thing over and over again. Louis Black once said, some people think their party will fix our problems. I want to know what kind of drugs they're taking. And it's true. There are things Republicans do I wish Democrats would do. And I'm sure there are a lot of conservatives that would like to see their elected leaders do what they sent them there to do. The politicians and the media made people turn their ears off. Conservatives and Fox News would complain about anything Obama did. He wore a tan suit. How disrespectful. It's year six of his administration, and we still haven't received a copy of his birth certificate. Liberals and the rest of the media, Trump did this. It's year three. Do you think he will ever change his thought process? And then there were some that vote every election, like myself, no matter how small it is. But that isn't true. I take that back. I didn't vote in the 2012 election. Obama was so far ahead of Rip, not Rip, Mitt Romney, I, I li and I live in California, so I knew my vote wouldn't matter. That's what I think has people confused about elections. 
the Electoral College for president and the elections for everyone else. If you live in a purely blue or red state, there's a snowball chance in hell that a single vote would make a difference. So there is the confusion that elections are rigged. With states so locked down in their party's favor, it makes election night the focus of four states, Florida, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. However, in 2020, Georgia and Arizona flipped and it was a whole new ball game. Presidential elections are big deals and all, but they aren't the only ones in town. People don't understand, as did Donald Trump, the president's power is rather limited. Congress has a bigger power scheme. And the House and Senate are responsible for, to get most of our business done. As you've seen lately, it still isn't getting done. Republicans complain that they will do great things when they are back in power. And that's a lie. Democrats made a huge deal about gaining control of the House with the 50-50 split. Yet, very little gets done. Why? Because most votes in the Senate require a 60-vote majority. Means you have to have 10 Republicans to vote for Democratic policies and will be primaried out by the crazy alt-right wing of the party. Next time someone says Biden isn't doing enough, stop reading memes. Actually look into it. He needs power and backbone Democrats to make the changes he needs. I'm looking at you, Mountain. And so why am I bringing this all up? We're in primary season for the midterms. And this is where Democrats tend to fuck up. Let's be honest. Democrats don't do well talking about why they are necessary for change. Republicans are great at making issues out of non-issues. Critical race theory isn't a thing. Teaching homosexuality to kindergartners isn't a thing. T taking your Bible and guns away, never going to happen. For decades, conservatives running for office claim that Democrats will destroy America if they get full control. Your Christianity is gone. They will install Islam as our national religion. And if you're old enough, you will, rem you will have heard Fox News saying uh, Shahira Law was coming to this country because of Obama. Remember that? That was a whole big thing. And they ran with it for months. Never fucking happened. Presidential elections are important. They point the direction of the country. Federal laws will be signed or vetoed based on political ideology. Stacking the Supreme Court, to be honest, not a lot of federal laws affect us on a daily basis. State, county, and local governments have more impact than anything else. Even with the Supreme Court poised to overturn Roe v. Wade, there is still nothing Biden can do about it. But your state representatives can. Your state senators and representatives to the House they can make federal law that would codify Roe v. Wade into law. And on a state level, you can vote elected officials that make it legal or not in your state. As in California, it will be protected and available, even available for women that can't get the procedure in their home state. Guns, which is a hot issue right now, states can try to ban certain weapons or raise the legal age to 21 or never, However, with the political leaning of the Supreme Court, it will be struck down as unconstitutional unless Congress can get their shit together and pass a bill that would rein in the issue. These midterm elections are important. People say they feel powerless. You're not. You can vote these people out of office. 
That's what those MAGA hatters do. They deviate from Trump, then they come after you with a fury. However, some moderates uh, are winning primaries. Republicans and Democrats can change the landscape. And we hear Republicans say that they will return what Democrats have given them when they reign power. Well, is that what you want them to do? Wouldn't you rather them go in and pass legislation? I did an episode of the Gen Xer when I spoke about what happened to the GOP. When Newt Gingrich took control of Congress during Clinton's second term, he performed an obstructionism agenda. Block anything that President Clinton wanted, pass bills that weren't beneficial to anyone, even Republicans, and jump in front of the camera to promote his ideology and move and not move any legislation. This is something Mitch McConnell follows to this day. I wish Democrats had the kind of vigor. And we have idiots like Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi that talk a lot about everything but aren't aggressive because, God forbid, we might frighten that one voter from Alabama that wouldn't even vote for you anyway. Democrats legislate via polls, not integrity. We don't want to be too aggressive on children because Republicans will be mean and call it a welfare party. Why not? Let them call you that. You know how you reply? We have to be. Republicans want to force women to have children, unwanted or unwanted, but you don't offer anything for all those children being born. We just, we can't just protect them in the womb. We have to offer something when they get into the world. Some of the toughest anti-abortion, anti-gay, anti-immigrant laws are coming from state legislatures. Biden can't do anything about it, nor could Trump. The Supreme Court can either back or end it. But if it's a conservative anti-whatever law, it will get sent back down to the states, and then it's a free-for-all. All the shootings recently are being blamed on mental health issues by conservatives. Statistically, there are more guns than people in the United States. But even putting waiting periods to buy a gun, banning military-style weapons that no one needs to hunt coyotes... I saw some guy on TV say that an AR-15 are common for protecting their flock against coyotes and other animals going after their chickens. Motherfucker, if you need an AR-15 for that, you don't need a gun. You need target practice. And why is everything, why is every little thing to make guns a little bit longer an infringement on your constitutional right? The guy that murdered four people in a Tulsa doctor's office, bought an AR-15 a few hours before the shooting. In the 80s and 90s, 80s and 90s, uh, they instituted a 10-day waiting period on guns in California. Why? Because too many postal workers were getting pissed, buying a gun, and come back that same day and shoot up the office. That's where the term going postal came from. Many people in the media and online, both of whom are idiots and don't research a thing, don't understand that Biden can't do much. He can do an executive order, but like what Biden did to Trump, the next president can rescind it. Then we're back to square one. If local and state representation isn't doing what they are supposed to do, get them the fuck out. Democrats or Republicans. I'm done with all these get me in there to change things and realize they can't. Corporate Democrats and Republicans don't want to lose their donations. If they do that, 
then they need to primary the whole lot of them. We don't need term limits, especially for senators that get six-year terms. They get one chance. If they cannot deliver, we fire them. In fact, state and local elections are more important than national ones, which is when Republicans take to the polls because Democrats can't be bothered. Like they stayed home when Trump was elected. It wasn't the Russians. They helped, but only to engage conservatives. Apathy is what kept Hillary from winning. In California, the primary is this week. We vote for governor, L.A. mayor, L.A. county sheriff, and senators. To me, this is more important than 2020. Also, it will directly impact my life more than what Biden does. And if you miss the primaries this summer, you better be there in November. Because the future of all these issues, like inflation, mass shooting, women's health, and supply chain issues, our response are the responsibility of our House representatives and senators, both federal and statewide. The most apathetic group of voters, 18 to 29 years old, had only a 20% turnout rate. In 2018, a midterm year, it rose to 36%. That's a 79% jump, but it's still shitty. If all the people that complain about our social issues actually voted, things would be a lot different. And if you don't vote, then you can't bitch. Thank you for joining me for this episode of How We Got Here. This podcast is part of the Gen Xer Pod series. I hope you join us next time. And until then, we have a blog, thegenxerpod.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at thegen underscore xer. And if you would like to help keep the show going and expand our reach, you can donate. So just drop a donation at my PayPal and just head over to thegenxerpod.com and click on that our donate button. And want to tell me how things are going? You can email the show at themailbag at thegenxerpod.com. I also do a couple of other shows. There's the Gen Xer Podcast, which you can find along with this one. And there are a pair of geek-related shows. One is the Lazy Geeks and this, our Star Trek-centric podcast, The Away Team. And you can find those shows wherever you found this one. So until then, when you hear a story in the media, check it out first. No one likes an uninformed opinion unless you're on TikTok or Twitter.